Welcome to Thrive Church. We are so happy to have you here, and happy anniversary, Thrive Church. Man, Torrington, New Britain, Terryville online. We are so excited of all that God has done. And, you know, these last seven years have been great, but I believe that the best is still yet to come. I believe that God isn't finished, that there's still more to be done in this area. And next week, we're starting a brand new series uh, here at Thrive called Spirit Guide. Like, a lot of times when you hear that, like, it's kind of got a weird connotation. But throughout Scripture, we see that we do have a spirit guide, the Holy Spirit, who is sent to guide us, to direct us, to give us peace. So we're starting a new series next week talking about the Holy Spirit, who he is, and how we can operate in his power in our lives. So we'd like to invite you to come uh, for that starting next week. So uh, this week, though, we are still in our series, The Adventure. And I believe that these last seven years, for me personally, for many of you, have been quite an adventure. And I think that it takes faith to live a life of adventure. It takes faith to, to go on an adventure. Adventurers have the most amount of faith. And in fact, I'm not just talking spiritually here, but someone who is an adventurer or an explorer, they have to have a certain amount of faith, knowing that, that where they're going, they're going to find something amazing, or whatever their, their, their hobby, their sport is that they're doing, they're going skydiving, it takes a lot of faith, faith in your equipment, faith in your skill, you're going rock climbing, you have faith in, in your techniques and your strength. See, to live a life of adventure, it takes a little bit of faith. You're not going to accomplish anything great in this life, especially for the kingdom of God, without faith. It all starts with faith. In your notes, if you're taking them, you'll never walk on water if you're too afraid to step out of the boat. You know, throughout this series, the last five weeks, we've been really, uh, you know, honing in on this story of Peter walking on water. And, and it wasn't really my intent when I started the series to just focus on that, but new things just kept popping out of me. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep going with it. So, you know, uh, we've been looking at this story of Peter walking on the water for the last several weeks, and, and you'll never walk on water. Peter would have never walked on it if he was too afraid to step out of the boat. We're going to read part of the story right now in Matthew 14, verse 27. It says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Jesus is walking on the water. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. It's windy, rainy, waves. The disciples, they're in the boat. They see a ghost, what they think to be a ghost, walking on the water. They're terrified, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. I believe he's still speaking that to each of us now, saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid about what the news is telling you. Don't be afraid about what your boss is telling you. Don't be afraid about what's going on in your family. Don't be afraid. Take courage because I am here. We serve a God who is present, who is here with us. Continuing on, then Peter said to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out to you walking on the water. Man, that was a bold move. Jesus, if that's really you, Tell me to come to you. Like, like, what if it was just a ghost? Like, what if it really was just a ghost? Ghost like, yeah, sure, come on out. Like, like, ghosts, I don't know if they tell the truth or not. Like, like he was taking a risk here. He's like, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come out on the water. He's like, yeah, come on. Peter steps out. Momentarily, momentarily, Peter set aside his fear. 
She said they were all terrified in the boat. They're terrified because of the wind and the waves, the storm. They're terrified for the boat, uh, for the ghost. And momentarily, for just a moment, Peter sets aside his fear and he picks up faith. For just a moment, he sets it aside. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But he saw the strong wind and waves, and he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Like, he's just giving him a little jab right there. Like, the guy's soaking wet. Like, give him a break, you know. He just walked in water. Jesus like, man, you got so little faith, Peter. You got so little faith. Come on. Let me get you up here. Let's walk back to the boat. That, that phrase, so little faith, is actually, in the Greek language, is actually just one word. It's just one word, and it's used six times. And every time it's used, it's used by Jesus talking to his buddies. Every single time. Like, you guys have so little faith. Faith, you're trusting me far too little. You're trusting too little. You're, you're lacking in confidence. But here's the, the observation that I had. Jesus says to Peter, you have so little faith. And yet, even with the little faith that Peter had, he was still able to walk on water. Like, even with that little bit, he was still able to walk on water. You know, uh, the, the other guys, they weren't walking on water. They weren't out there. There's two things, though. There's two things that Peter had that he could reach out to. One was faith and one was fear. You today can choose faith or you can choose fear. In your notes, fear will drag you down, but faith will lift you up. And that's what we see happen to Peter. When he had faith, he was walking on the water. When he grabbed fear and he saw the wind and the waves, he began to sink. It dragged him down. When he reached out and grabbed the hand of Jesus, that boosted his faith. And again, he was able to walk on the water. See, we choose to trust something, don't we? We choose to maybe trust good things or maybe we trust bad things. We trust what is in the news, what a politician says, or we trust what God says. We choose to trust something. Jesus says, yo, Peter, Peter, you have such little faith. To me, this also means that, that he was capable of greater faith. Like he had the capacity for more faith. Peter, you have such little faith. And the guys in the boat, apparently, you have no faith whatsoever. Like, like, think about it for a moment. Like, maybe you're not, maybe you're not Peter, right? Like, maybe you're not bold enough to step out of the boat. But let me tell you something. If I was in the boat and I saw Pete do it, I think I would be right behind him. I think I'd be like, you know what? If Peter could do it, he's not even all that. Like, he doesn't even have his act together. I think I could get out there and walk, too. But nobody else got out there and walked. Nobody else did it. You have so little faith, and you guys, like, do you have any at all? But in your notes, a little faith is better than no faith. Little faith is better than no faith at all. Peter was at least cultivating the little faith that he had. The little seed of faith that we, he had, he was at least cultivating it. He didn't have much, but he was determined to at least use it. Another time that Jesus used that, that phrase, you don't have enough faith was in uh, later on in Matthew, Matthew 17, verse 20. Says, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told him. Like, again, hey, you guys just don't have enough faith. 
I, I bet if he was here now, he would be saying that to me and saying that to you too. You're like, you just don't have enough faith. We're like, but I, but I feel like I'm trusting you now. Like, no, you're, you're not trusting me nearly enough. I, I'm so much more trustworthy than you could ever imagine. If only you knew how trustworthy God was, you would have uh, so much faith. But we have such little faith because you don't have enough faith. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you had even a small faith as small of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Like, even if you had faith, like a tiny little mustard seed, you could say, move from here to there, and it would be done. Like, I think that would just be fun to do anyhow. Like, you know, you're just like going like, you know, on a hike. You know, like, hey, mountain, go over there, you know. I mean, that would be awesome. He says if you had just that amount of faith, you don't need a lot of faith to accomplish great things. Sometimes we think we need all this, this great faith. He says, even a little bit of faith, you could say to the mountain, be removed. Because faith is like a seed. Like Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed. I don't think that was accidental that he said that. I don't think that was just, you know, just something he randomly said. Like he could have said, he could have said, if you had faith like a grain of sand, you could say to this mountain. But he didn't say that, did he? Why? Because a grain of sand is stationary. It's stagnant. It's not going to be anything more than it is right now in that moment. It's not going to be anything else, but that seed can grow. When you cultivate it, when you water it, when it's exposed to the right nutrients and light, it begins to grow. And I believe that story is saying that your faith shouldn't stay the same size that it is now. See, that's just how it starts. It starts as a mustard seed, but then it grows. But what do we have to do? We have to exercise our faith. In your notes, we have to exercise our faith. We, we cultivate it. You know, you've all been given muscles, right? Like, how, how about everybody just, just give me a little flex a little bit, okay? Wow, man, you guys, you guys are jacked. Like, that, that's impressive. Um, we've all been given muscles, right? But, but some people cultivate them and some people don't. Right? Like, we couldn't live life if we didn't have some muscle, but some people train them. You can choose to exercise your muscles or not. It's just like people that work out. You know, I, I like working on grip strength. This is a 200-pound gripper right here, okay? It's like, you know, do this to get good grip strength. I like to arm wrestle, and, and this is a good way. But, you know, if you don't exercise, you're never going to get stronger. And you can choose whether you're going to exercise your faith muscles, or you can exercise your fear muscles. What, what muscles are we exercising? Maybe, maybe what we're doing, oh, I'm just watching the news. I'm just hearing what's bad. I'm exercising my fear muscles, and no wonder we're so plagued with anxieties, worries, and doubts because that's what we're exercising. Or are we exercising our faith? In Romans 12, 3, the last part of the verse, it says God has distributed a measure of faith to each one of us. That means God has deposited in you a certain amount of faith. But that faith is like a seed. And if that seed is not cultivated, it will always stay the same size. But when you begin to exercise it, when you begin to work it and cultivate it, it can grow. What are you doing with the faith that God has given you? Are you focusing those energies on the negative, or are you focusing it on God? In your notes, if you don't exercise your faith, it'll begin to atrophy. That means it'll begin to shrivel up. You won't be as strong as you used to be. 
If we separate ourselves from God's word, we separate ourselves from other believers, we separate ourselves from gathering together as the body of Christ, we separate ourselves, we, we allow our faith to then atrophy to the point where we're not good for anything. See, some people who work out, they have muscles for show. You know what I'm talking about? Like the muscles for show. You, you see these guys, and they, and they pose and all these things, and, and they, they put the oil on their body. I'm like, like why, why are you doing that, man? They have muscles for show, but then there's other people that have muscles for strength. Right? Again, like I said, I, I like to arm wrestle. And a lot of the guys that I arm wrestle with, one of my buddies, uh, he just went to Worlds uh, a week and a half ago. Um, he, he got the, the gold medal in the world for left hand, uh, uh, silver medal for right hand uh, just a week and a half ago. Amazing stuff. But when you look at him, it's not like, like wow, he's like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, they, they don't look the same because they're not training for the looks. They're training for strength. See, it's a different idea. How are we training our faith? Are we training it for looks? Or are we training it for strength? What are your muscles for? Are you training? Are you trying to make your faith look so big and sculpted so people admire you? Like, yeah, I got the, the little fish sticker on my car, and I got the Jesus t-shirt, and, and I only listen to K-Love, and, 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 you know, I only say God bless you instead of swearing, and, and people look at me, and they're like, man, that guy is spiritually jacked. But maybe, maybe that faith doesn't even work. Maybe that's just for show. Maybe people look at you and think you're strong, but, but, but when it actually comes down to hauling bricks, when it actually comes down to doing the work, we don't have the work. See, do we have faith that works? See, that's what God wants us to have is, is a faith that works. It says this in James chapter 2, verse 14. It says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anybody? No, no, it can't. Like, like what good is it if you say, oh, I, I, got, I got faith, I'm strong. But, but you don't actually use that strength for anything good. Can it save anyone? Suppose, suppose you see a brother or a sister, and they have no food or clothing. So they got nothing to eat. You know, it's the wintertime, they got no good clothes. And you're like, goodbye, have a great day, I'll be praying for you, God bless, stay warm and eat well, you know, I'm sending you some good vibes over your way, you know. You say that, well, what good is that? What good is it if, if we see somebody like that and then you don't give that person any food or clothing? What good does that do? Oh, I got faith, I got faith. I have faith that God's going to provide for you. And God's like saying, why don't you help them? Why don't you do something about this issue that you see? Many times we'll see, you know, people will come and say, oh, I got this great idea of how we can reach more and more people. I'm like, great, when are you going to start it? And they're like, no, no, I thought it was something that you could do. I'm like, <laughs> like wait, I already have a job description. Like, like, if God put it on you, maybe it's something that you should be doing. See, it's, it's not about having faith so that people can look at us and say, wow, that's a man or woman of faith. No, our faith needs to be faith that works. We can't call ourselves a man or a woman of faith if we aren't acting on our faith. So many people throw this around. Oh, I, I'm a person of faith. I'm a man of faith. I'm a, I'm a woman of faith. But if your faith is not impacting your everyday life, then it's worthless. It's pointless. So it says, what good is it? If you say, oh, go, you know, God bless you, but they don't actually help. Says, Verse 17, you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it's dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, well, some have faith and others have good deeds. 
But I say to you, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? How can you show me your faith unless you have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. That's what Peter said. He said, I got faith. You guys got faith? Yeah, we all got faith in the boat. Peter's like, let's get out of the boat. They're like, hold on. <laughs> my faith doesn't go that far. Like, my, my faith keeps me in the boat. My faith doesn't let me get out on the water. See, how can we say that we're people of faith if we're not willing to walk on the water? So we need to exercise our faith. We need to exercise our faith on a daily basis. What can we do to exercise our faith? Maybe what you need to do is take a step that seems risky to you. Take a step that seems risky. Uh, for, for some people, maybe that comes down to, uh, comes down to, to, to finances and money. You know, and maybe God is putting it on your heart that maybe you need to, to take the next step and maybe give consistently. You know, I believe that, that, that we are called to be generous people. And for, for all, my entire life, I've given uh, 10% or more of all my income to the kingdom of God. And maybe God is inspiring you to take that step. You're like, I, I want to take the step, but I don't know. It just seems too risky. Maybe he's calling you to start serving uh, here in church, serving, you know, in tech or kids or something like that. Maybe serving in another area of your life. Maybe he's calling you to help somebody. Maybe he's calling you to, to share your faith to your neighbor, to your loved one, to your coworker. Maybe say, take a st small step. Just take a small step. Because when you take a small step, then you get stronger. You can take the next step, and you'll get even more stronger. You, you, may, you may not feel very generous. Just do it. You may not feel like inviting someone. Just, just do it. Just take the step. You may not feel like serving Man, we can't depend on our feelings to guide our life and guide our faith. You might not feel like going over and mowing your neighbor's lawn who's been really having a tough month. You may not feel like it, but just go and do it. See, because in your notes, exercising your faith in the small things so it's strong when you go through the tough things. See, we exercise our faith on the small little things, taking the little steps of faith, because there will be a time that comes that you will need to have strength, that you will need to have faith that can withstand the storm but we don't wait till the storm we start exercising it now how do we do that god's word strengthens our faith we look in romans chapter 10 verse 17 it says so faith comes from hearing hearing the good news about christ so so today as you're at church you're hearing the good news hopefully your faith is growing right now as you read your bible on a daily basis Hopefully your, your faith begins to grow as you read God's word. And as your faith grows, you become a person of faith. And you can't see it from the outside. You, you, you can't see it. You, you, might, you might not look any differently. You might not look any more spiritual than you've ever looked. This is kind of like Clark Kent. You might still look a little nerdy. You still got the, the glasses. But, but when the storm comes, you've got the strength to fight. You've got the strength because you have the faith that will trust in God, even in the difficulties. You have the faith. You've been working this out because, in your notes, faith unleashes the supernatural. We want to see the supernatural. We want to see healings. We want to see freedom. We want to see bondages being broken. Well, faith is what unleashes the supernatural. Your faith is what activates the unseen. Do we have faith? Do we have faith that works, or is it just faith for show? See, Peter didn't experience the supernatural power of God, the power that allowed him to walk on the water, the power that allowed him to, to see all these fish caught, the, the power that allowed him to, to speak and 3,000 people come to faith in Christ, the power that, that broke him out of prison numerous times. 
See, Peter didn't experience the supernatural power of God until his faith was activated by his works. Every single time, it came from an act of obedience, saying, I'm going to take the step. I'm going to obey. I'm going to walk by faith. We're talking about walking by faith, not talking by faith. You know, it's easy for us to talk by faith. Oh, I can talk the talk. I can say all the right things and impress you and make you think I'm a person of faith, but am I really walking the walk that God has for me? Maybe we're, we're talking about doing, not just knowing it. This is not just a feeling that we have. People think that, well, I just don't feel like I have much faith. Some days you feel like you have faith, and some days you don't feel like you have faith. But faith is not a feeling. Faith is a choice. It's like, even though I don't feel like it today, even though I don't feel like getting up, even though I don't feel like putting my trust in God, I am going to do it anyway. I am going to take the step of faith that God wants me to. Because, in your notes, faith is the key thing that we need. It's a key thing. Like in, in Hebrews eleven six. It says, and it is impossible, everybody say impossible, it's impossible to please God without faith. Oh, oh, but I can do it. I don't need that much faith. You know, I, it's okay, I can please God. No, 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 it says it is impossible. It is not humanly possible to please God without faith. The same faith that Peter used to step out of the boat, to walk on the water, was the same faith that brought him back up out of the water again. See, he was walking on that water, and he began to grab fear, and that fear began to drag him down. But Jesus said, come on, Peter. He reaches out his hands. Peter refocuses his life off of the storms and on to Jesus, and immediately his faith increased. He was able to walk on the water again. So for us, for people of faith, for men and women, boys and girls of faith, in your notes, don't settle for life in the boat. Don't settle for life in the boat. Don't settle for a life of mediocrity. Don't settle for a life of second best. Don't settle for that. See, God has called each of us. God has called us as a church to boldly step out in faith, to take bold risks of faith. Now, I am not the most qualified person in the world, and we are not the most qualified group of people in the world. Just look around for a second. Just look around. All the campuses look around, like you say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, we got some jacked up people in here. We are not the most qualified. We don't have the most money in the world. We are not the most skilled. Like, like it, that, that's clear. But we are passionate about loving people. Where they are, saying, come as you are. Come as you are. As jacked up and messed up. And we will love you. Come as you are. But don't stay that way. We want to help you move forward. We're going to walk in faith. And we can see God supernaturally move in our region. Just as God called me and my family and, and a small group of people Seven years ago to take a step of faith to start Thrive, God is calling each of you today to take a step of faith, to take a step. Will you take that step to give? Will you take the step to serve? Will you take the step to invite? We have a message to proclaim, a commission to fulfill, and our region is dry and parched and looking for hope, and you carry the hope inside of you. It is inside of you, the hope of glory, the hope of Jesus Christ, and God is calling us, you and me. He's calling us to be the church, to walk in faith, to love unconditionally, to pray with power, to boldly proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. 
Does this make sense on our own? Like, no, we can't do this on our own. We can't pull this off on our own. We're not good enough for that. But we walk by faith and not by sight. We choose that we're going to lean not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. So are you willing to take the step? Are you willing to work out your faith? You know, some people will spend 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes every day to build up their physical strength. And yet, how much time do we spend building up our spiritual strength? How much time do we spend working out our faith so that we can trust in God, so that our prayers are in alignment within His will? You know, are we willing to take the step? Some of us have been splashing around in the shallows for far too long, and God is calling us. He's calling you to a mission that will stretch you, that will push the limits. It'll take you out of your comfort zone, and we need to trust God like never before. God, I believe today, is calling us to greater things. He's calling us to walk on the water, and it seems deep. And the water seems scary and daunting, but you know what I realized? It doesn't matter how deep the water is when you're walking on top of it. It doesn't matter how deep it is. God is calling us, and we are not going to settle for life in the boat. We might sink a little bit like Peter did, but let's refocus. Let's get back on that water because we are going to get out of the boat. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we thank you for calling us to a life of faith, a life walking on the water, a life of taking risk, a life of adventure, and we thank you. Thank you for this gathering of men and women, boys and girls. We thank you for bringing us together as much of an an odd couple as we may be, we thank you for bringing us together. And we ask you to use us for your glory. We will take the step out of the boat. We will go where you lead us. Just call us and we'll come. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord, he's calling to you now. He's inviting you out of the boat, out of the boat of shame, out of the boat of unforgiveness, out of the boat of, of guilt out of the boat of sin. He said, I want you to take the step. If anyone calls on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. Won't you call on his name now? If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and you say with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. Won't you call on his name? Jesus, you are my Lord. Father, we come to you now. We say, take away our fear. The fears that drag us down, that pull us beneath the waves. We want to trade the fear for faith. We want to put our trust in you. We want to put our eyes on you. We want to obey you. We want to seek you first. And we want to put you as the primary object of our love and affection in our life. We will keep our eyes on you. So, Lord, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for sparing us. Let our faith grow now. Grow us into who you want us to be so that we can impact the world around us for your kingdom in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Let's stand together.
Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's Word each day.